Welcome to Show Up and Surrender. This is a podcast about life, the good, the bad, and everything that can happen in between. From those big life-changing events to something from your day-to-day routine. My name is Biddy. I'm a yoga teacher and I live in the Netherlands. I'm very excited to share the conversations that I have with you. How do you show up and surrender for yourself? Showing up by giving yourself what you need and surrendering to the current moment instead of always striving to be better or looking towards the future, I invite you to every now and then be in the here and now with me for just a moment. I hope this podcast will feel like you are sitting next to me at my kitchen table with your drink of choice, having a good conversation. Enjoy. Likewise. So welcome, everyone. Today we are talking with our regular co-host, Stephen. I'm so happy that you're back. <laughs> Hi, Biddy. And um, I had... I had so many possible topics that I wanted to talk to you about, but one of the first ones that came up is how do you show up and surrender for yourself when you have a newborn baby boy? Because <laughs> I've been, of course, following um, the, the whole process of you guys being pregnant on, on Instagram stories, and then they're coming into this world and then you adjusting and I saw for one thing I saw you be completely in love with Bear and I also saw you tired more tired than I've ever seen you before and I was like oh I cannot wait till there's space for us to talk about this and this is that moment so maybe to start off just to be on topic just a little bit how do you show up for yourself when you have a baby boy Oh, I think you, there is a lot of, uh, self-forgiveness. I think you have to give you, you have to cut yourself a lot of slack. That's been my, my lesson because you learn every day. You can do all the training in the world. You can take all the advice on, you can read all the books, but there is a little human being with its own personality forming and its own will and desire and voice and they haven't read any of those books you know so it's 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 uh uh uh, you're going you're supposed to do this and you're like i don't give a crap what you've read this is what i'm doing and um some days you get it wrong and some days you get cross and some days you lose your temper and some days you lose your patience mainly more at yourself rather than the the baby i think that you know because one one thing I've learned is that they don't know what they're doing, you know. So crying is just their way of expressing themselves. And you know, you're tired, and uh, you want sleep, and you would like a bit of peace of quiet. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't know that. And actually, you have to. It's really hard because you have to give yourself in totality to that person and your partner. And then you do have to find space for yourself because if you're not finding space for yourself, you're no use to anybody. Um, and that, that, that is really important to try and hold on to, but without feeling guilty for doing it at the same time. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. How did you two do that? Because I think that's something that you, that you have to work out together as a couple as well. 
That's right. I think, I mean, I will, obviously my wife isn't here on the podcast, so I think I'll talk mainly about myself because that seems fair than talking for her. But I think we've had to, you know, really have just open conversation. So just completely as in like, I have to say how I feel because if I don't, and you have to say how you feel, because if you don't, we can't hold that on. It's like, we're too tired to hold on to like, awkward silences or a fallout you know because mm -hmm. there's, there's a person in the middle of us like we have to be together with this we have to be on the same page and i think fundamentally that that's really important is to be on that same page but also you've just got to let your ego go and i think at the start maybe i was getting a bit huffy and a bit fed up about some of the things that my wife would say you know i'd 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 hold him in one way and she might suggest a way of doing it. And I'd be like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And it, you just can't take things personally. And it's really, it's really hard because you're, I don't know if it's necessarily so much sleep deprived. You're just on all the time. So you're, you're never really, you can sleep, but you're not really rested. And I think there is, there are two different things there. Trying to find that rest and that energy is really important and helping the other person to get energy, you know, uh, and rest and allowing each other to just go and have an hour somewhere or whatever it would be is really important yeah I think when you're exhausted when you're tired everything is harder so then to find your your way into this new it's almost like a new role that you're getting right you're you're becoming a father which is something completely new so to find your way into that while you are exhausted and sleep deprived is like nothing is easy when you're sleep deprived i think that's right yeah. yeah and i think you know i'm 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 42 i've been thinking about being a i've thought about being a parent for a long time you know probably from my 20s and uh because of my uh, disability to become a parent there's a process involved uh, you know we've gone through IVF we were really fortunate with that process you kind of have all of these expectations about what the process is going to be like 20 odd years of thinking about this you're like right I've built this picture up of what parenthood is going to be like I've built this picture up of what this person's going to be like I've built this picture up about how we're going to be as a couple and as a family and what the bedroom's going to like and this that and the other and it's like within seconds it's like crash 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 <laughs> and all those expectations come falling down and you're like hang on this is not what i'd this is not what i've been thinking about this is not what i've been projecting on, onto this small person and like goes really hard and i really resent the fact that i had a nice life and we did nice things and we went on nice holidays and we stayed up and went to the cinema and went out for dinner and we don't do any of that anymore and who am i and what do i do and what is the point of this and i feel really guilty for being sad and cross and angry and fed up and missing my old life and uh you have to like and at the same time there's somebody in front of you crying and they're like mate put your ego to one side let all of that down you know, I need to change my nappy you know it's like like you're pissed off like like uh, I didn't ask to get brought into this world. <laughs> like, what I are you love doing? That. Yeah. So, like, you sort of then say, "Oh yeah, of course, right." I've got to, and like sometimes you can be, you can be downstairs, and you can you can be having a little like sort of half doze on the sofa, 
and you can hear him crying upstairs and you're like every fiber of my body wants to stay downstairs and pretend i've not heard him crying but i know that's going to be hard work upstairs and i really you know you've got to sort of drag yourself upstairs to go and help out and uh i mean i'm play, painting a, a bleak picture but actually this is what those kind of first early weeks felt like for us i think we were really shocked by just how hard it was like it was brutal i mean our little boy bear just cried like constantly you know yeah he was either asleep or crying and it, and not just crying but like inconsolable screaming and you're like you know and it and it would start you know there was no naps he wasn't napping during the day, he wasn't really sleeping he would sort of end up falling asleep through exhaustion rather than anything else and you know we were doing all the things that people say put him in the Moses basket you know put him in his little chair put him down on the mat and see if he'll fall asleep or uh you know put him in the cot don't put him in the bed all this sort of stuff and you know we were like just we try and go to bed at like right he must be trying to put him to bed at like seven o'clock at night and two three o'clock in the morning he's screamed for like four or five hours just and, and nothing that you can say we, we fed him we've changed him we've made sure he's comfortable we've made sure he's the right temperature we've kind of all of these things i don't know it was probably he was born in november so november 2021 up to christmas i think we were really at our wits end and then after christmas he just sort of something clicked for us and we were like let's ignore what everyone is telling us to do you know like we realized actually he just wanted to be held he just wanted to be held so he uh if you put him on the chair to kind of get changed or do something he would get upset and he so he wanted to be near us at all time he wanted to have that physical contact and this is not to say we weren't holding him and things like that but he would you know he he couldn't be put on a mat to play he couldn't do any of these things and i think we were we were expecting maybe too much from him too soon you know you'd be like oh just out of desperation here look at this toy and be like that's it he hates all his toys he doesn't like anything and actually i think he was quite a sensitive little boy i think he was we clocked he didn't like overstimulation he didn't Mm -hmm. like too many like he didn't like too many things changing he didn't like transitions so if you were going to pick him up and then put him on the change mat he didn't like that he didn't like them being having his nappy taken off he then didn't like the sort of getting changed out of his baby grow he then didn't like the light coming on so like every time you added something different his inconsolableness would sort of ramp and ramp and ramp and ramp until the point he was like wow then we're in for like you're just about getting calm and then you need to change his nappy again and i think for us it was like actually just being a lot calmer a lot more intuitive a lot more responding to to him and then uh then he sort of just changed he just changed and and that thing that everyone says oh you know the, the first three months are the hardest or the first whatever months are sort of like we were like right <laughs> and you think i'm it's never going to change it, it possibly can't change and then and then he does and he's just this beautiful happy smiling giggling he's not even four months old yet and the sort of last month has just been this sort of watching this personality kind of break out of its shell like a little duckling you know out of the egg and you sort of see these little first things and uh oh he still cries don't get me wrong but i think we we've feel like we've done the groundwork you know in some respects and it's all it's then not getting frustrated that 
one week he might like being in the car and then the next week you say all right let's take him for a car journey and he, he just screams, he hates it and you think okay right we don't do the car this week you know that that's it yeah. and, or, or we just have to persevere because we have to go to the shops or see friends or whatever it is that we're going to do but yeah i think that sort of has been a rough ride that it's been important to overcome but i've just never been you know people say that oh you've never been challenged like this it's just different to anything that i've been through and had to try and experience before and it, it, it and then and then what shines through is you sort of think at first you're like oh there's this this baby we're like i don't know what to do with this baby like as, as if this baby as if someone's letting you take this baby home <laughs> and be responsible <laughs> for a human as if you're allowed to do that and then uh you sort of feel guilty because you're like i don't really like him very much today because he's just done nothing but cry and then again slowly but surely like i was saying to my wife this morning i was like it's just unreal like the the sort of love that's in there for this for this person that you've never met before you know like i was like only know you for four months how can i how can i feel this way how can you feel really sad or like like personally you can say oh i'm really tired and i'm feeling a bit under the weather my wife will tell you i'm always telling her there's something wrong with me i was oh i've got this wrong today or i don't feel well then you go into a room and he's like he looks up and smiles at you and you're like hey i feel better and it's like it's 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 a great it's a great tonic i tell you it's really yeah something watching these people grow in front of your eyes Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> I I think it was one of Carly's posts at some point who said that this stranger was now living in your house. And um, she was trying to get to know him, but it was hard for everyone because no one really understood the other, I think. So, That's right. so, yeah. Along those lines, and I was like, but that is exactly how it is, isn't it? You have yeah. all these expectations and hopes, but it's new for all of you for 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 bear but for you just as much you have no idea how it will feel and what you'll need once it's actually happening that's right it's like a lodger moving in with you that is really grumpy doesn't pay any rent eats all your food and sleeps in the bed with you extremely dominant person yeah absolutely (laughs) absorbs all the energy in the room (laughs) you're like oh when are you moving out (laughs) (laughs) right just another 18 more years that's all (laughs) but you yeah it's it's absolutely true it's like this this third person that you're like oh i mean it's it's obviously not like having a cat or a dog you know it's it's obviously not like that but it's it's somebody there all the time that 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 constantly needs attention you know it's at, at all parts of the day i mean i i sleep better than than carly he hasn't he doesn't take a a bottle yet so you know he and he feeds a lot through the night and so i think you know i get so the, she gets all the night shifts yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm trying to kind of like get up through the night and change nappies and uh i, I feel guilty when i say oh i'm really tired <laughs> she's like you're tired <laughs> i mean like <laughs> you got up once to change a nappy i've been up five times <laughs> yeah someone said to us in the hospital they were like don't say oh that was quite a good night last night because your wife will look at you and say no it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it's good when people give you warnings like that those are useful warnings I yeah think. <laughs> yeah and that is the thing i mean you are you are bombarded with advice i think it's really changed my approach to how i would interact with a new parent in the future because i think the most overwhelming thing that we found was the constant stream of advice any sentence that starts with you should do this yeah, yeah. just dismiss because it, it 
do what is do what your baby needs and what is right for you and your family and your partner i sort of i i describe it as the every day we are writing a new page in the book of bear and nobody has written that or read that book before so you know we you start you get given this wad of blank paper and you're writing it (laughs) your hand aches at the end of the day because you're writing out all these new things that you've learned and this writing out what this person is and who this person is and what they want and what their desires are nobody else has ever written that book and they've they've written their book for their you know the book of brian and the book of sally or whatever it is you know advice and then feeling like you're not doing the right thing because you're not doing this thing that somebody said i think is uh yeah is really is really hard so i think it's um i would definitely change my approach i think now now being a parent yeah yeah i get that i think i had a very different situation but a similar experience when uh someone in my family was was very very ill like all the people who come out of the woodworks with their advice and the way you should go about that and what you should do for people in a certain situation because i don't know their aunt's neighbor had a similar thing or something like that you know the and i think it's quite easy for me to get angry when people mm-hmm. give that unsolicited advice because nine times out of ten, you didn't ask for their opinion in this matter, right? And I always try to remember, like, no, no, this comes from a place where people want to help you and want to let you know that they understand. But on the other hand, it's really important that people become aware of the impact that advice can have as well. Because, like you said, sometimes you think, like, oh, I'm going about it in the wrong way or I'm not doing the right thing or it's just really annoying <laughs> because yeah. who asked you, right? Yeah, I think that's right. I think it is. And most of it, if not all of it, is well-meaning and people coming from the right place and they're coming yes. because they're, they're, they themselves were battle-weary. They themselves have been through it and they're sort of... But almost like they then forget that actually it was possibly really annoying when people were offering advice or saying you should have this or saying you should buy this or bringing something round or this, that and the other. I don't, I can't remember where I read it from because you, you read so much. But I did read something that I liked, which was about what you're doing is you're creating an island and you're creating the rules for how you can live on the island and how you come onto that island. Mm. And anybody else that wants to come in has to follow those rules, you know, so they can, they can, give advice or whatever it is but like you know for instance if a parent saying oh you know you should uh don't pick them up if they're crying you're like well that was fine that was the rule for your island i've now left your island if you want to come onto my island these are the rules you have to follow and i i uh i quite like that i think in the sense of not so that you're like right laying it down and saying do you don't come into our house if you come into our house you've got to do xyz it's just more so that you have confidence and that it's it's okay for us to say this is how we are going to raise our child like this is how we have chosen to do this and we want you to respect that you know and yeah i think the big one for us was around like people wanting cuddles and he would cry and cry and cry and they'd say oh he's all right or you know he's this that and the other and you're like actually no he needs feeding like we're going to take him back now He's like, oh, yeah. I've not, had, I've not had cuddles with him yet. He's like, that's okay, but you're a, 
50 year old person <laughs> that you can live without a cuddle for 10 minutes it's about this is a, yeah this is a six-week-old baby that wants some food and i think and, and what you end up what you realize is you're like hang on minute, i'm i'm worried about hurting this adult's feelings at the expense of my six-week-old who's becoming more and more inconsolable you're like no 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 i'm not doing that like this person takes priority and you could be an adult about it and i think that's really is you know, so much harder than it is to do um but it's really important to do that at the same time yeah i also i can imagine that it's an immense shift of priorities right when you become a parent i can imagine that where you might worry about hurting people's feelings i don't know when you were 20 and you were friends or with colleagues you don't want to hurt people's feelings and now there's just this person that is I'm, I'm really usefully gesturing on a podcast right now but he's like so much above anything else right his needs are so much more important than anyone else's and I can imagine of course I don't have children so I'm not sure but I can imagine that that is a type of love that can be overwhelming as well or not oh, it's, it's, it's really it's really overwhelming yeah, yeah. i think it, it's really overwhelming i think you can people are valid to be able to say well you know you've chosen to have a child like you've chosen particularly oh, like like this is something i've been thinking about for 20 odd years so like you know yeah. the process that we went through like there are many 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 different points that we could have backed out of this process and and we didn't so yeah we've we've definitely gone into it with what we thought were eyes open and we've definitely known that we've chosen to do this but also you, you say such naive stuff before well, it's not going to change anything and i'm still going to do this and you know i still want to make sure i do xyz and um that's just daft i mean it's just <laughs> like you know i i used to love going to the cinema um and maybe i would go to the cinema probably that exaggeration maybe 50 60 times a year so i was going at least once a week to the cinema mm -hmm. i haven't obviously been to the cinema once since bear was born but then you know this past couple of weeks he's gone to bed at maybe eight o'clock at night and then wakes up again for his first feed around midnight and so i've like watched a film on my laptop with my headphones in the room next door and you're like oh this feels like <laughs> This is this is so decadent, you know, and it's <laughs> it's allowing things to just come back in at pace. You ultimately you have to still be your you have to still retain an element of who you were beforehand. So for me, that is being active, that is being outdoors, that is, um, you know, I got my haircut last week and I hadn't had my haircut since he was born. I was like, oh, I feel more like me, and booking stuff in to. To, to kind of have time away so that when you come back you're you're recharged and refreshed is really really important and it can you can feel really guilty i think i feel guilty i don't know if other dads have felt like this because it's easy for me to to be out of the house to go for a drive to um to go and get a haircut to go and get a massage whatever it would be because he's not reliant on me for survival you know, so so my wife Carly is primary caregiver. You know, he relies on her completely for food, 
Yeah. So she can't, she doesn't have the luxury of being able to go out for four hours. But that means that if I go out, I can say, right, I'm going to take him now. You go and have some sleep or uh, I'll do the, I'll do the washing. I'll sort the food out. I'll make the dinner. I'll hoover. I'll do, put the bins out. You don't do any of that. You know, your responsibility is keeping Bear going. And I think that parenting is also, it's it's more than just jiggling a baby on your knee and hoping he goes to sleep and entertaining him. It is, the, it is as a family unit, keeping that going. And I think um, somebody, I, there's a, a charity that I contacted just to sort of have a check-in with other dads. And one dad used a really good, he was like, what are your interests? And I said, oh, I like football. He said, right, this will help. He said, you know, the star striker, the person that plays up front, the person that scores all the goals, they're the one that gets all the headlines. They're the one on the biggest wages. They're all the, you know, they're the ones who all the kids have got their names on the back of the shirt. They don't score those goals unless the defenders are crossing the ball in or doing that pass or winning the ball back, you know. That team relies on you can't have eleven strikers on the pitch, you know. No. So you are you are now team baby, and you might you might be looking at the mum jealous because you feel like she's giving all the attention and she's doing this. But it's like without the washing and without the doing whatever or without cooking the food, mum can't feed the baby unless you're making sure she's rested and fed and this that and the other. And your time will come, you know. Um, and eventually, one day, you might score a free kick, and like everyone will go crazy for you. But it's like I you've love got the football analogy. It's you've, you've just got to you've got to be patient. You've got to sort of understand that actually, this is team baby. It's not team you anymore. And uh, I think that that really it really helped me. It was a really good piece of advice. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I I love it when people are able to give you such good imagery imagery right about how how things work because it's so easy i think to get caught up in uh just focusing on that little part when you have to focus on the whole picture and yeah you have you cannot have just one player that's in right football match yeah yeah and i think i like being honest i i have i knew i would find it hard i, I wondered how i would deal with having a disability and being a dad and not being able to do some of the things that I thought I should and could be doing, you know, like picking them off the floor, pushing the pram around, you know, we live in quite a hilly area. So Carly has to get him in the pram and she's doing mile after mile after mile every morning. Cause he, cause he's, he sleeps well outside. Yeah. And I haven't been able to do that so much. And then, you know, we found a sling that I can wear and that's helped and I can do, you know, and so those little things about, you know, at first, I couldn't I couldn't change him because downstairs we didn't have the right setup, and so we've we've made it work. We've made adaptations and alterations because I think again coming back to that bit about the advice is nobody really knows what goes on behind someone else's front door. So yeah. you can give advice that's worked for you, but actually the advice that people are giving about the prams we should be buying was like the, that does that advice just doesn't practically work for me in the chair. We need a certain type of pram, so we bought a new pram, and everyone's like, oh. You know, you've wasted X hundred pounds on this pram. You should have bought it second hand. And we're like, we didn't, we couldn't find any. We were able to go and test this. We were able to put it together. We were able to take it apart. I was able to put it in the car. You know, for us, that is worth spending that extra bit of money. And I think there's there's not much guidance out there. And that's another one of those things that you just got to kind of 
figure out as you go along about uh, eventually I think I'll probably put something on social media about the different things that I've done that people can if it works for them it works for them or little hacks that we've that we've done or that I've done that have that have worked um, which which really helps I think yeah oh I can imagine that would be really helpful for other other parents as well it must be so um, hard sometimes when you have to dis invent things yourself as well especially like we said when you're tired and you have to figure out how how you can make things work right it's hard enough to have a baby that's incredibly sad or angry and you don't know why and then also to have to figure out the practical things about it how do you how do you get rid of the frustration like do you have an outlet for yourself do you go scream <laughs> into a pillow uh, or something yeah, like I mean, that we have done one i mean we were out once and i just I don't know what happened. I mean, Bear was crying in the pram. I just screamed, howled into the sky. I can imagine. And, and Carla just said, you've got to go home. Go home and have 20 minutes. And I felt really like bad. I was like, oh, I'm letting you down. I should. She was like, you're no use to us here like this. Um, and I think there are, it's really sort of then celebrating those little, again, it's about taking time. You, you're not going to know all of the answers on day one. You can do as much prep as you want. You can, you could put your nice pictures in the frames and put them on the wall and make the nursery look really pretty. But that, how the practicality of how you live as a family only comes through time and patience and, um, you know, uh, trying to find the right sling as an example so that he can sit on me comfortably, mm. um, waiting for him to get big enough to get, I've got like a little, it's almost like a bum bag with like a, a, a pair of shorts on. And now he's big enough and robust enough to be able to slide into this bum bag and sit on my knee and I can push with two hands. Where previously I've been holding him with one hand and trying to push around the house with the other hand, which is yeah. really difficult, you know, to be able to kind of yeah. to be able to be to be able to push. And so, you know, we found this it's like a little blanket called a snuggle blanket, I think it is. And it's like you put it on the floor and you can put him on the blanket and it's got two handles, so you can pick him up like a bag of shopping. And that just helps being able to raise him off the, pick him up off the floor for me. And, you know, it, it's little things like that that have made a big difference because then you feel like, right, I'm more connected to this, to this, to this person. I'm, I'm, I'm being more useful because I was like, actually, right. You know, I felt really guilty because I was like, right, Carl, if you're going to, if you're going to feed him and you're going to be exhausted, then the least I can do is take him out in the pram. But I was like, I can't do that. So you're, you're primary feeding him you're the one that's helping him get to sleep at night because he responds to you. You're the one that's playing with him because you can get up and down off the floor easier. Then you're the one that's taking him out for a walk. And it's really, you have to fight, I had to fight really hard not to feel like a, a spare, not a spare part, but like a, uh, just not helping in any way. But also just being patient, knowing that your time will come. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so in the bit where he's not robust enough to be able to be picked up or he can't climb on you or whatever, you know, then that's when you do the, make sure that there's always food in or make sure you do the washing or make sure the petrol in the car or whatever it is, you know. And I was like, I was really sad at one point because I thought, right, one thing I can do, we could put him in the car seat and I can drive around. And if he falls asleep, I know I've got an hour and Carly can have that time. And then when he stopped wanting to be in the car seat, I was like, Oh, I've I've nothing. <laughs> like I've got you lost you lost that one thing. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, actually I haven't. I've always got the washing. I've still 
I've still got the washing. <laughs> I've always got the washing. The only good thing about having a baby is you'll always have washing. Like you're never not going to need to do washing. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, that that kind of triggered something for me. Cause I remember it's, and I was a lot older than Bear is now. But I remember waking up from a nightmare once, and my dad came, and I think most kids until a certain age call for their mom, and my dad came, and I wanted my mom because what I didn't tell him but my nightmare was that I had lost my mom and we were walking somewhere and I'd lost her and then I woke up screaming so I just needed to see her to know that I hadn't actually lost her but I, I remember and I was really small but it made such an impact I remember my dad's sigh when he left the room to go get my mom and even as a little kid I, I kind of understood that he wanted to be there for me and I had just rejected him almost that's how it felt like and that that memory just came back when you said that because then I have all these other memories of where I only wanted my dad because my dad was my person for certain things like my dad was the one who would take me out to the beach when I was feeling down and stuff like that you know so knowing that that will come I can imagine doesn't help always but yeah. you know it will come that's right and it, and and Again, it comes back to this thing I was talking about, about ego, really, um, is that they don't, they don't know. I mean, to, to start with, I'd read somewhere that, that, that babies don't differentiate between themselves and, and their mum. They think they are the same person for a period of ah. time. Um, and their body clock is the wrong way around. So they think nighttime is daytime and daytime is nighttime because what they're used to being in the womb and... Uh, when they're when the mum's moving around, that's when they're sleeping because they're being rocked to sleep. And then when the mum's asleep, they wake up. And so that you makes know, so you much sense. Get, it does, and you end up getting really frustrated because when you want to go to sleep, they want to be awake. <laughs> and you know this—that's just of, what they were used to for nine and, months. And that's right. So they, dad doesn't exist. You know, they they've not been fed from dad for nine months. They've not lived in dad for nine months. I remember I got really like frustrated because. Carly's a, a, you know, she's a fitness instructor. She does a lot of online. She she taught all the way through pregnancy. She taught like 70s disco, she taught disco aerobics, so lots of 70s playlists. And I was like, you know, being in the pandemic, you're in the house and all I've heard for two years is 70s disco music. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I have to hear Leo say it one more time. Oh, I'm just so fed up. And then what we realized is that when he was really sad, if we put on her playlists, he would settle. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like, are you kidding me? I actually have to put Leo Sayer on for you to be calm. Like, as if I have to do that. And it was, it's like, it's, and so actually if you did search the ego, you think this is incredible. You know, like this sort of, that what they've picked up and what soothes them and what they learn about. And then they do. And then, you know, like now I come into a room and he recognizes me and he smiles and you're like, oh, as if you know who I am. Like, as if like, you do smile at me when I come into the room and like, um, you know, and Carly says like, he sits on me now in a different way. He's so, he's, he's so calm now when he sits on me that I can just sort of potter about. And he's just like, sits on me like Henry the eighth on his throne. You know, it's like just having a whale of a time. Yeah. He's gotten to know you. Exactly right. But it, but it's taken that, it's taken that time, you know, in the same way we're learning him, he's learning everything. He's learning about what it means to be alive. So he's only got a little bit of time in his day to learn who you are because he's he's also busy learning what a raindrop on the side of a window is or 
what yeah. the, this what his feet are you know it like i i'm mildly interesting but his feet are the single most interesting thing he's ever seen <laughs> and he can't pick me up and put me in his mouth yet so he, i'm not interested if he can pick something up and put it in his mouth that wins out over me that's every day the main attraction that's the main yeah. attraction is so like <laughs> he can he can grab my finger and put it in his mouth and he's like all right i mean i'm sort of interested but actually this <laughs> weird toy i'm sticking that in my mouth you know that is that's more exciting yeah Yeah. okay we said um advice giving is not necessarily the best thing but if you could go back to before bear was here what would you have told yourself knowing what you know now pick him up (laughs) pick him up pick him up well i think for us it was um he's he's getting into his nap rhythm better so like really recognizing his sleep cues and helping him get to sleep when he wanted to be asleep and not minding if that meant we had to take him for a drive put him in the sling take him for a walk play 70s disco music actually that really helped us and i think not assuming i think at the start we thought when he's asleep we can watch a box set when he's asleep we can get the housework done actually enjoy that moment i said to to carly this morning like she's like oh do you want me to try and get him to sleep? And I was like, no, I just really want to sit. He falls asleep on my, across my forearm. So they call it like mm-hmm. the tiger position. So he's, his head is in the crook of my elbow. And then he's like, he's, you know, he's, his torso is along my forearm. And then he sort of legs hang over my wrist. And I can hold him like that. And I'm like, actually, I want, I, I, I'm just going to enjoy him sleeping on my arm. And he did do this morning for like an hour and 20 minutes. And, uh, I'm not going to mind the fact he's dribbled down my sleeve and all that sort of stuff. It's like, actually, I'm just going to enjoy these moments with him rather than thinking, now he's asleep, I should be doing something else. That, I think, if I'd just known that at the start of, like, actually, you know, it's not about you doing the things that you were doing before and trying to fit him in. It's you're now helping him. And if you get a chance to do any of those things, great. You know, that's that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. But in those in those first few weeks, really, it is that patience to just be like, honestly, get your head down, get on with it, slow the pace down. The other thing is as well that we learned as well is just because he hated every time we tried to introduce something new, he would hate that. And we sort of then gave up. So we gave him a bath and he hated it. We didn't give him another bath for a few days. And then we thought we have to give him a bath. And then he was he was much better. And then the next time he was much better Then maybe he's had. We give him a bath now every other day. He's nearly four months old. And the last bath that we gave him was probably his most fun. He was splashing and he was smiling. That's the first time he's done that. And we're like, that's taken four months. Four months of he, he just easing his way into it. Like that that patience is really, is really important. Yeah. It sounds like it's, it's like, 20,000 first dates like you get to know each other better and better and better right you, yeah, yeah like yeah. you it's it's really strange to even think that we might imagine that we'll know how to do things instantly because this is his own he's his own person he has his own personality and you have to get acquainted with him as a person but also get to recognize the signals right that's especially right. and then especially as they're changing as he is learning and growing and the the signals will change as well so i can imagine that you're just constantly getting to know him in different ways 
and better and better and better. So it makes so much sense that it takes months to get to a rhythm where all of you are actually getting to a point where you're content with the rhythm that you have. That's it. Well, I think like dates is a really good example because I think actually, you know, think of how many, think of how many dates you might've been on where you've sacked somebody off after maybe one day or two dates. You have no idea who that person is, you know, so right? you, you make these kind of like snap decisions. I mean, Carly and I know each other better now than we did do when we met eight years ago, you know, when actually there's loads of times that we could have decided to split up during that time because we were, we were, it took us ages for us to figure out how our personalities mesh together. But because we both, you know, we were both like, oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered doing this again and this, that, the other. Like, we, we want to make this work. You committed to it. We to committed it. to it. Yeah. yeah, we committed to make it work. And that's involved a lot of introspection, a lot of long conversations and times that you think, actually, it would have been easy just to walk away. And you think of actually those days, think of all the people that you could have ended up with if you'd just given them a bit more time or you'd cut them a bit more slack or you'd wanted to listen a bit more. You don't have that opportunity of doing that with a with a new board. Like you you have to make it work. You have to get past the first date. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. You'd, you'd never, <laughs> you know, if, if that was the first date and as you are, I'm not coming for a second one, that's horrible. <laughs> and then... Two hours later, he wakes up again, and there's date number two, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and smiles at you, and you're like, oh, I've sucked it in again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. Oh. Thank you for sharing so much about um, how it's been for you, because I don't, I don't hear a lot of dads speaking openly about how they experience fatherhood, and I love listening to it, and I'm very sure that there's a lot of people... Um, who recognize things in, in your story here. So thank Hopefully. you so much for sharing that. Yeah, no, a pleasure. Thank you, Billy. And I'm pretty sure that Bear will be among our topics more often. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Billy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Show Up and Surrender. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about the podcast and about our guests, go to showupandsurrender.com. On our tips page there, you can also find links to anything that we may have mentioned and ways to connect to our guests. We'll be back soon with another episode of Show Up and Surrender. I hope you'll join us.